What's up, everybody? Mojax Boys come back at you here with a little uh, signing day episode, Recruiting Madness. This is a sad day because we rely on Asbury for a lot of this, and it usually goes in the tubes, you know? You know what I mean? Oh, God, he's not even talking. He just <laughs> I wasn't sat there paying attention. He didn't even defend himself. Yeah, no. Why would I? It used to be one of our favorite days. Asbury and I always used to get together and go to lunch and – and you, it all out, but, you bailed on me. Yeah, well, it's changed a lot. It's definitely changed a lot. Um, we've talked about this. You get commitments that sometimes don't mean anything. Uh, it comes down to it, though. I think for the most part, the class stayed intact. Uh, you, we did lose Justin Williams. I guess he ended up committing to Tennessee, although he's not signed, interestingly enough. Or he hadn't. But had he not? not? Not the last I checked. So. You know, whatever. Go to Tennessee. We'll beat. You. We'll see you in the, in the preseason or uh, some sort of bowl or something. We'll, we'll kick your hind in. But I mean, a- after the season, how? No, he signed. Okay. How surprised are you guys that we kept as many guys as we did? I thought we'd lose uh, Nico. Yeah, I mean, he never wavered, man. Yeah, I, I never really felt did. like if we'd lose him, the way he just the way he acted the whole time. I never thought he'd leave unless something really crazy happened with the coaching staff, which. Yeah, he definitely never wavered. Um, but we we technically lost Justin Williams. I guess we technically lost KJ um, Thomas, the wide receiver who was actually on our show twice. Although I'm not sure. I don't think we I, lost I him. Say this because I like the kid. <laughs> I'm not sure actually we did lose him. It appears as we stopped recruiting him. Possibly, I guess so called pulled the offer. Not necessarily, right? Yeah, I mean he didn't sign anywhere today. That's what I was saying. Yeah, he never signed. He never tweeted out any. I got a any feeling. He, I got a feeling he's gonna be a JUCO guy. Yeah, maybe. It's a little weird. He actually tweeted something to, to Nico and Raleigh, you know, like uh, "Love my guys" or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not so sure that was a true decommitment. Justin Williams was, but you're gonna lose some guys. I and, guess and, that's a tough one. Cause and Zion Young, the defensive lineman. Oh but yeah. We knew for a long, long time, time he was gonna go somewhere else. He just never decommitted for until a few weeks ago. Yeah. So. We, um, technically, and I know there's a bunch of different rankings, but most of the rankings I saw were about 22, which does still put us... 22 in rivals. 22 in rivals. We're 32 in the 247 composite. Okay. okay. Which, would they take rivals, the 247, and okay. ESPN and kind of composite them all together? I got you. Well, 22 in rivals, and I did see, and again, some of those previous, you know, back in our day... They didn't, it wasn't nearly as hype. They didn't really keep track. But it is technically our highest-rated class on rivals that we've had. Um, Rich Rod was hovered around the 25, I think, once or twice. Noel and Jason Gwaltney. Yeah, really um, pushed up by those five stars we got. Right. Uh, and then, um, one, one, I didn't even know this, one of Dana's classes I saw was actually 27 or something, pr- pretty high. Hmm. And then two of Bill Stewart's were right around that 25 mark. Yeah. Of course, that was Gino, Tavon, Stedman. <laughs> not, Those worked out not, pretty well. Not terrible. <laughs> worked out pretty well. So, um, but our top two, God, it's so crazy. And you get into some of those rankings. I know a lot of people don't care about them. And a lot of times they don't ever work out as far as the low rankings, the high rankings. However, you can you can't always count on your Bamas, your Ohio State, some of those to be at the top. And <laughs> you were saying like they have all four. They have like one three so, star. So Alabama has twenty three commits. Yeah. Now they're not all signed yet, but they're twenty three commits. Twenty one of them 
are either four stars or five stars. <laughs> they have two three stars. Wow. So I went and looked. Their two three stars, if you put them on our list, would be the number three and number four recruits. Wow. So just shows you what you're what you're playing against. Yeah. Hey, but one thing I noticed was Clemson went in the top ten, and Dabo's whining about how education's last now. Did well, see yes, that it's funny that he doesn't have a top ten class, and all of a sudden now he's whining about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of funny. But you know, he was also really against the uh, transfer transfer portal, getting guys, or he didn't lose a lot of guys. Now he has since, but that's hurt him a little bit because you have you have to you have to. So. Uh, also of note, anyone who just kind of follows sports was the, uh, I guess the n- number one, a lot of people rankings, number two on ESPN recruit in the country. He was number one on rivals, number two on ESPN. I'm not sure what he was on two, four, seven. Uh, what was his name? Hunter or something. Um, I can't oh remember. Gosh. I mean, I've been looking at it all day and now Me I can't too. remember, but regardless, uh, he was a longtime Florida state commit could have obviously went anywhere decides at the last second, although reports are they had known he was doing this for a while, decides to flip to Dion's uh, FCS school, which is formerly known as a Division One AA school. Um, Jack, uh, was it Jackson, Jackson State? Jackson State. Yeah. yeah, historical black college. But here's yeah. the thing. Dion knew this was happening because there's a clip now of him recording his weekly show with Dave Portnoy and Big Cat. Oh, yeah. And he said, I promise you, we're shocking the nation tomorrow. Run this before this airs this weekend. Just this little <laughs> clip. We're shocking the nation tomorrow. So yeah, I guess he he's the, the dude's already signed over a million dollars NIL deal the, with the reports uh, is Barstool. one to one point five million NIL with Barstool, which again is the media partner of, and they are the media partner for Jackson State. Yeah, and I guess Dion technically is still some sort of associate or. Um, has some sort of business association with Barstool directly. I didn't know that. He does a weekly pro football show with them every week. It's him and Big Cat and Dave Portnoy and one other person. It's a weekly pick them like See, they the, games, and, they talk about games. When the NIL, we talked about it on our show, we went over some of the highlights of it, and you can't, a school can't entice, it was like, you can't entice a kid to sign with a school based on the deal. You can't do a pay for play technically. Right. Which but hi, I this mean this is a loophole, but yes. And this is this is apparently this is how it's gonna be. Which which you know but not even t- taking this one out, I, I keep looping back to Texas. How is the Texas one not a pay for play? The guy from Ohio State? Or well, I mean he was one of the guys who flipped. Yeah. But Texas the the donor set up the oh, charity yeah, right. trust fund and right. if you're a scholarship line offensive lineman you get 50 grand a year just for going to texas i mean (laughs) god i didn't know it was 50 geez and it's through a it's through a charity so they've all they found all these loopholes so it's got to be tightened up and all this other stuff but i mean get a tax deduction to (laughs) buy players to come to your basically yeah oh my gosh it's it's just the world is this is crazy i don't know i I, I'm going to sound old school, but I think all of it, transfer portal, NIL, was all ruining what we we all thought yeah. was the, our favorite as far as sports, and that's college sports. But well, it's just making even more divas. Yeah, no kidding. Well, no and you kidding. think, and you 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 talk about the kid who's you know that we just talked about number one who went to Jackson State. He's not going to be there. What year two? I mean. Yeah. Dion's going to get a job somewhere soon. Right, right. He's not going to be there long term. Well, I mean, if the guy's as good as they say, three years he's out of college anyway, he's going to the NFL. But, right, he's 
probably taking that, taking the deal, heading somewhere else, or, or maybe following Dion somewhere else. I just wonder, is Dion even a good coach? I have no idea. I mean, he's. I think. I think a lot of this boils down to he's he can recruit because he can get guys to the NFL. He can go in there and say, I've got every connection there is, and I can, I can get you there. So. Brent dropped. Oh, okay. I thought he was just being quiet, but um, it, it did get better on here. <laughs> so, anyways, we can go through. Uh, we'll go through a little bit of our our class. Yeah, we'll go through a few. So we'll start with the first. Where I should the our two four stars. Everyone really knows these guys. Certainly, everyone has heard about Nico, and whether it's good or bad, because basically all season. Everyone said, I can't wait till Nico gets here. Yeah, there's going to be some different, definite expectations there that's going to have to be tampered, I think, a little bit. They have to be. Because uh, Neil said today, they asked him directly about him playing, and he said, obviously, we'll know more in the spring. But he said, just keep in mind, it's really tough for any freshman to come in. It's even tougher for the probably the toughest position on the field, quarterback, to come in and play immediately. And you certainly don't want to ruin the kid. So, But he's got all the intangibles. And what I love most about him is dual threat because with uh, with our team really any college team but i just feel like you have to have that uh to as a difference maker so in the college game i think it's a must these days yeah especially for like you just said when we're recruiting against teams that are four and five stars and everything else we've got to have some sort of uh, equalizer i guess but um he's actually not the highest rated in the class even though he's a four-star jacoby spells is the highest rated uh i He's really the guy that shocks me. He, there was never any anything tweeted out about him wavering, and he could have gone anywhere. He's a he's a four star, fairly high. Um, he's a cornerback. I don't know if you see the tape. I had to quote Bubba, he's extremely well developed. Put him on the field next year. I mean, he is. He's. T- I mean, the thing about all these defensive guys, and they they watched they they showed a lot of tape today that I watched. Uh, not while I was working, but um, <laughs> they're all like, for the most part, pretty athletic, quick, thick guys that hit. I mean, that's say too much there, Bubba. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, but they're all like uh, hitters. <laughs> I mean, they're they're tough, tough guys, and I don't know. Neil's probably this some coach speak, but he said. I'm going to take ownership of several misses in my first class and not knowing what the right fit was for West Virginia University, Morgantown, West Virginia, which, again, he does always say the right thing. So I thought that was kind of key because some guys aren't – they're not going to like that. They're not going to like coming to Morgantown, and it's just – it's a lot different. So they said they focused more this time on, obviously, high-level guys, student-athletes, but guys that they felt like would – would kind of really buy in. So, uh, you know, Jacoby Spells could have went anywhere. High, high level guy. So, yeah, I read some stuff today, talked about uh, there were some of the places that could have been competition that really wanted him at safety. Yeah. But right. we really liked him at cornerback and he only wants to play cornerback. So I, I think that really helped us. Yeah. But still, true. I mean, there's a, a, a thousand places out there that could have said, yeah, come play cornerback and then made him a safety. Right. Um, Fort Lauderdale, I'm, I'm always high on the Florida guys. I'm, I'm loving that we're 
diving back in. The Getting back into Travis Trickett. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the next guy down is uh, Trevious Lathan, which he's a high three star, correct? Like yeah, he's almost he, a four star. Like, right, like literally a week ago, one I think I don't know if it was ESPN or Rivals, one of the two changed his um, number just barely and low so, and lowered him. If he was committed to somewhere else, it'd it would well, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's pretty much what happened. It, it, I think it was ESPN cause they're notorious for not really knowing what they're doing. They kind of just go off of where, where they're going. Yeah. So the composite dropped him down. So the composite okay. barely, he had been a four star the entire cycle until like literally like 10 days ago. And he fell to barely a three star okay. should be a four star. Uh, he, and he, he had a heck of a year. He's a stud. He was highly recruited. And, and uh, I mean, I always look at offers. That's just, it's probably not a great thing to do. But a lot of these guys, we're talking big time offers. A couple of them that we think are stills didn't have great offers. But I mean, you're going to, you got to take those yep. chances. Um, Christian Stokes, another one, big safety. Well, he's an athlete. Like, looks like he's going to play safety. Probably going to play safety. He was one that actually, I think they, they really had to kind of recruit. Again, the last couple of weeks, kind of wavered a little bit here and there. That's okay. what I read. Um, but, you know, they got in there and kind of re-solidified him. And, uh, I mean, he's another one I think could, could step right in and be a really fast contributor. Then we have Corbin Page. Uh, I've seen him in person. It's hard for me to get a read on tight ends, first of all. I don't know what he'll exactly do at W. Um, but Neil was pretty proud. Of her. He said for three three straight years we've signed the number one uh state recruit in-state recruit so he said today he could possibly be an immediate impact player i thought he needs to either put on weight or lose weight i don't know which way he's going to go so uh, i i was listening to uh the interview with matt moore i don't know if any of y'all saw that earlier this morning it was around 11 o'clock this morning i think they kind of caught him off guard a little bit um whoever asked him the question because they were asking about corbin you know they're recruiting corbin as a tight end not an offensive lineman but Matt kind of jumped right in there and said, you know, he was honest. He said when he came up for uh, camp or whatever, they really – I mean, he really thought he'd be – he was going to be a tackle. He had put on some weight. He was bigger. And they wanted to recruit him as a tackle, but he wants to play tight end. He said he came back after uh, a few months later, kind of circled back around, and Matt Moore just went really high on him losing a lot of the bad weight that he had put on. Hmm. And he had reshaped his body, um, said it, I guess he's around 240, 245 right now. Matt Moore thinks that he's going to be stay at tight end with his athleticism, probably play in a 260 range and be like a, like a really high end, good blocking, but you he's know, got, he does have great hands. I saw that. And, and that's we what they that. keep saying is he's got yeah. great hands and he's going to be, has the potential to be one of those really good, big tight ends. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Uh, got a guy from East Mississippi uh, Community College, which is uh, Brent and I's old favorite show. Uh, what was that coach's name on the show? Buddy? No, no, no. Buddy, Buddy Stevens or oh, something wait. like that? Yeah. No, Buddy Stevens. He's from the TV show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, it not Buddy? Buddy? Yeah, it was Buddy. Well, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, anyways, Apparently it's Lee Kuba. I think it's it's spelled and looks a lot, a lot different. Um, Actually, a former commit a couple years ago for, yeah. to WVU, and he's the guy who went to Syracuse. Yes. Okay, and then went JUCO, then yep. came back to us. So played as a freshman at Syracuse before he left, yeah. and is again a very high three star. So 
Um, then we get into our first of the many linemen who've all been on our show. Uh, one of my favorites, Landon, because of his name, Landon Livingston. <laughs> um, something I heard today. I don't know why I didn't put this together, but I, when I saw Landon, so Landon next to, so you have Landon, you have Solly Weedman, Big Mo, who's ginormous, uh, Maurice Hamilton, and uh, Big Cat, um, Katarinzik, Charlie Kent, Katarinzik. Uh, when you when you stand him up, I mean, Landon's six four, you know, two eighty. He looks tiny compared to these guys. Well, then it hit me today when they said it. Center. He's hmm. a bigger center, but they want him more as a center. So I can see that. Um, somebody showed me this. Might have been y'all. I just might have saw it. But you got a uh, big Mo as a guard. You have Solly and uh, and Big Cat tackles. And then the landing as the center. So I mean, you've got it. You and they're all pretty high level guys. A couple kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Big Mo is six four three forty five guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a he's a dude. Three forty five. Three forty five. Actually, that's what he's listed. At. I love it. <laughs> I saw several times today on Twitter that they, people said they 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 tallied out that he only weighs three forty five, <laughs> but can move. So. You know, and they're all three stars, but they're fairly high three stars. Um, Katarinzik was is the lowest, but he didn't have a junior season. Yeah, and that, so, that really crushed his recruiting like rankings yeah, and, and tape, completely. not having tape and stuff. Completely. Um, and then uh, one of my, one of our favorites, at least for me, is uh, Raleigh Collins. We've had him on like two or three times. He's extremely well spoken. His parents lived in West Virginia. Did not know his dad played a Marshall till today. I don't know why I didn't know that. Um, they're thinking he'll develop more into a linebacker, put some weight on. He's what, yeah, 6'3, I mean, 205. They recruited him as a linebacker. Yeah. Um, he could play anywhere between those really big safety positions that come down the box to any of the linebacker positions, depends on how he grows. Yeah. Um, you know, he played safety in high school, I believe. And uh, most places thought that he'd be recruited there, but um, I know Chris Anderson t- today. I was reading some of his stuff, and he said that the it really changed his rankings when they started looking at him as a linebacker and realized how good he could be. Yep, at linebacker. So um, I know the coaches are really high on him. Yeah, I mean our linebacking, our linebackers we brought in this year for this year really fill a need because we are thin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gerald Williams, wide receiver. I, I did not know much about him at all. I, I still don't really know much about him. I watched tape today. He's a pretty high three-level guy. Plays in Alabama, 6'2", 185. That's yeah. what I all know. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the first commits, uh, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, and he looks good on tape. I, I don't know if he, he really grades out like, or looks like on tape that he's a, a game-breaker type guy. He's not going to be flashy with the wiggle and stuff, but he – you know, not that I'm going to say he is, but he kind of reminds me of, um, oh gosh, uh, went blank a few years ago. Um, for us, yes, receiver who caught everything, but he he didn't have any of the big plays. But I'm going to kill shorts, yes, shorts. Okay, reminds me a lot of a receiver like that where he's going to catch everything and catch a ton of balls, but you don't know how he catches that many balls. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram, and I feel like he was always having big games, and he was on a pretty good team from what I I believe, but he would always post his stats and stuff. And, I mean, he would get, like, you know, player of the game and all this other stuff by local newspapers or whatever, and he would always post that. That's literally all I know about him, too. 
Well, hopefully he'll come in and do some things. He's going to have an opportunity to play early because we're thin. <laughs> um, Arik Burton, edge guy, another Florida dude, which I'm always happy about. Uh, follow him a good bit. A lot of these guys played in pretty pretty high-level high school ball. So, you know, he's a 6'5", 210. He's you know, probably going to come in and put some weight on. Yeah, I'm assuming he has a chance to be maybe in that bandit position, that yeah. outside rush in, bandit, depending on how much weight he puts on. Yeah. Um, moving on, interesting one here. Mumu Ben Wahad had him on the show. One of our favorite guests. We had great time cutting it up, as he said. He told us he taught us what bet was. <laughs> well, Bubba Neil knew. needs to give us a shout out for this, and he didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure, because uh, he wasn't even committed yet. Just in, to our listeners, uh, I think we had made his top five. We had him on. He's like, man, I had a great time, but it was interesting. Um, I can't say I loved what Mumu did in the last two weeks. He, you know, for better or worse, he took a lot of visits. He did. Um, Getting those free visits in. Free I mean, visits. he, he was, that which you can't really hate on him for that. But, I mean, he had offers at these places. So, I mean, I don't know. But why he – was he trying to be swayed? Was he not happy? Was it just, like Bubba said, maybe he was just taking the free visits? I don't know. Um, but he did – He was the one I was the most worried about. Yeah. Um, he, he got a lot of looks in the last month or so from really high level power five teams. I mean, he's got offers from everywhere, everywhere. Now you wonder if they were definite take offers or, Hey, if we lose this guy, we want you offers. You don't know. Right. But he has offers from, I mean, he took, he took a, a visit to Washington. He was at Auburn. He got Mississippi state too. And by the way, he's yeah, from I Georgia. So. I mean, think about that. He went to Washington. Yeah. Which I read today that of course I, if they're going to give me a free trip to Washington, I'll yeah, just, I mean, I'll check not? it out. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but I did read that the, our, apparently our coaches were not wrong. They were not. <laughs> but it's strange because I mean, guy again. These are all three stars, and he's uh, he's above average three star. He's you know I don't know I would say that point eight six you know whatever, um, but he had a probably holds as much many offers as anyone on here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of weird, but he does. But Asbury uh, said this earlier. I thought he was the one they were talking about they wanted to move to safety. No, no. he. I mean, he, he wants to play corner. Well, no, I, I think that um, he does want to play corner, I believe, and it's very similar to what I talked about earlier. I don't think it's such a hard line with him. I do think they're going to play him at corner at first. I think safety could be something he grows into. I mean, he's already if he's already six foot one eighty, um, you know, he's one, listed as safety on the two four seven. He is, and he was, and he was because that was what he was. Um, two four seven will will grade them out as what they think they're going to be the next year, no matter how they're being oh, okay. recruited, okay. unless every school recruits them at a different position. So he was recruited at different positions for different people. Okay, they're going to start him out a corner at WVU. Hmm. Okay, well, interesting. Appears to be a pretty high-level guy, though. So, um, we'll move on. Second tight end. A little odd to sign two tight ends in one class, so, I think. So, I was reading about this guy. Donaldson. from uh, He's from Miami. I find him interesting because he is not a big guy. He doesn't look like he's going to be a big guy. 6'2", 215 is not really your tight end. No, it's <laughs> the, way they, the way that was described that I saw, they're going to use him as tight end, slot receiver, H-back. He's got a lot of athleticism, like playing in 
at Gulliver Prep, I mean, playing against good competition, he was catching passes and running away from the defensive backs hmm. that he was playing against. He's got speed. And I don't think that he's the type of guy that they really want to try to blow him up to 250 or 260 to be a blocking tight end. It's more of a playmaker all over the field uh, type of situation with him. Tight end is just kind of where, where it kind of fits. Okay. Well, so again, that's maybe what pro- – I don't know if it's a project, I mean, but it's an interesting one. I think he had like 1,000 yards receiving. Wow. <laughs> six two two fifteen. I mean, that was like Bubba's eighth grade year. <laughs> <laughs> six two two fifteen. Ten. <laughs> okay. I was six two two fifteen. All right. Um, Mc, uh, how you say his name? McLaren. McLaren. Marquise McLaren. Sure. Okay. Say so, uh, I, I unfortunately didn't know much about him either. Safety from Mississippi. Uh, I guess JUCO. See JUCO guy. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's one of those that kind of got a lot of late offers, but we were kind of first in on him. Uh, and to kind of tell you where they're all over the place, they're really high on him. Rivals has him listed as like the number three player in the class. Whoa. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the 247 composite has him low. Um, but they they think that he's definitely a guy who's going to come in and, and play right away, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's you just never know. I mean, you go back to all these. I mean, Steve Slayton, that year, yeah. you know, we signed like four backs and he was – we're three backs and he was the lowest one and so what he did. So I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff about him kind of like a, a Jackie Matthews mold. Mm, okay. Kind of play everywhere on the back end wherever you need him. Interesting. Another well, according to this, another safety, Ty Woodby. We had him on the show. Uh liked him a lot. He's he didn't waver as far as we know, stuck with it from the Baltimore area. He had an interesting story because he was actually tried to come in last year. Oh, and, he and, and there was a bunch of issues. It wasn't necessarily his fault. There was a bunch of um, the academy that he went to. They He was enrolled in some sort of courses that ended up not being um, properly accredited. Hmm. Wasn't really, again, it wasn't really his fault. It was the school's fault. And then so he had to retake all. He was trying to get here in the summer, and he ended up having to go back to the fall and retake all the classes to get the credits to, to graduate. Yeah, because we had him on here a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So so he really worked hard to try to get in here in the summer and actually be part of the team this year. Hmm. It didn't work out. It probably worked out better for him. Yeah, because he's small. I yeah. mean, weight-wise. Yeah. He's 6'1", but it lists him at 170. So now he's going to come here, and he'll be here part of this spring and, and, and kind of be an early enrollee versus a really late enrollee for last year. Yeah. We talked about Big Cat. Um, another receiver, I know nothing about. He's he's not listed as any as you know rated. Um, come out of Navarro College. This is the Jer- Jeremy A. Aaron. Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeremiah. A. Aaron. <laughs> uh, what'd you hear about him? Uh, he's the one. He actually led all, well, the JUCO division or whatever he played in. He led JUCO in all purpose yards mm. and was the number two in receiving yards. Um, looks like, you know, it, he's one of those that for whatever reason didn't get rated, but. Mm. Has had a lot of good offers, uh, especially a lot of late offers after this past year he had. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited about him. Let's see what he can do. Hmm. Okay. Uh, One more before we get to the most interesting one, I think. But um, we went out and got a punter from the land down under. Heck yeah. Two legs. Double legs. Legitimately kicks from both legs. Now, as Asbury said earlier, 
uh, that's normal for rugby players. However, I didn't think this was normal when they asked. Well, I don't know if it's actually rugby. I always get confused. No. Okay. They play Australian rules football. It's oh, yeah, like rugby, right. but right. it's not. But Well, anyways, they asked our special teams coach. Um, they they jokingly said uh, supposedly he kicks with both, uh, both feet. What's the odds of him actually doing that in college? And he straight face went, 100% he will. We 100% will utilize that. Can you imagine trying <laughs> to set up returns? And I, I mean, you, you don't know which side they're going to. I know. <laughs> so I guess. I, That's a weapon. You know, and and for an Australian punter, by the way, he is a three-star, which probably means that he is pretty damn good. Well, I will say this. I watched his video. Of all videos to watch, I did watch the punting video. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, it's like any other highlight video. That you're going to have the best kicks possible in there. There's like a hundred kicks on there, and every one of them is like a four and a half second hang time or mm. better. I mean, he absolutely crushes the ball. I mean, I like his dude, Ollie Straw, Oliver Straw, but they call him Ollie. I yeah. mean, that's just—he's yeah. going to be a fan favorite. He's probably going to start from day one, assuming right. Sumter's gone, he'll come in. And oh yeah, start. I would think so. So that's going to be a nice one. But um, kickers always have character. That's right. I mean, you just look at these pictures. I, I mean, mean he's basket race the exact same thing. He's got a mullet. He <laughs> he kind of looks like that that kicker who's trying too hard, but <laughs> but is awesome at the same time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have to tell one on my dad uh, because we went to the uh, Army Navy game, which I was going to tell you all a little bit about on on this. But we were talking about how Pat McAfee signed a thirty million dollar a year a year deal quarterback money. Yes. <laughs> Would make they said it make him like the sixth highest player in the NFL, yeah. um, and then and then of course he immediately donated a million to the West W Children's Hospital. Awesome, but we're sitting there talking about it, and uh, my dad says, "Yeah, I mean, you know, Todd Sauerbrunn, he calls him Todd Sauerbrunn, which I lost it. I mean, lost it." And he's like, "Oh, it's not that okay. I missed it by a little bit. I'm like a little bit, like twenty years, fifteen years, or something crazy. I mean, Todd Sauerbrunn and Pat McAfee." I just gave him so much crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I was like, I can't wait to tell the guys about this. Todd Sauerbrunn. I said, you you need to put on the home, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I was probably like, please don't, don't tell. <laughs> all right, a couple more, and then I'll tell you all about my Army Navy trip. Um, okay. I think we all probably think most intriguing one, and Osbury's got the story on this. I hope I'm saying his name right. Asani. Redwood, yep, from Georgia. So awesome story, sort of. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I think, I think we got an absolute steal here. So absolutely, I, I think absolute steal. I mean, apparently he only picked up football two years ago. Yes, only really saw the field for the first time this year. Um, apparently he's an athletic freak. Listed at um six three six four two forty. Which, by the way, apparently two years ago he was like one seventy. Yeah. <laughs> so and um. He ended up setting his high school record this year. I mean, and he's playing for Collins Hill. So seven A champs. Seven A champs yeah. went fifteen and zero, and uh, only I think they only allowed like what was something like two touchdowns all year, something like that. Something but they're crazy. playing against the best competition. Literally, yes. Oh, I, I thought mean, you were doing something. No, no. They were <laughs> they were playing against the best competition they could play against in the state. Set the school record with nineteen sacks. <laughs> Had something like 70, what was it, like 70-some tackles for, tackles for locks. Yeah, um, so 
everybody started jumping on him. Like in the last two like weeks. Like in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So so we came in with an offer. Um, you know, one or two other power fives came in with an offer, but he had a slew of teams, including SEC guys, who wanted him to wait till February to sign. Yeah, because they just didn't know him yet. Because they didn't know him yet, hadn't had time to really um, look at tape and, and and see what you know what you know what they still had to left to feel. And uh, apparently, as early as much as yesterday, WVU had no clue he was going to sign today. <laughs> and I guess the was, was his coach it, that said you need to. Yeah, the high school coach kind of was in his ear and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, saying you know you just don't know what's going to happen, and uh, if you're comfortable and you know do it, and he did, and I think he's going to be, he's going to be I think the steal of this class. Yeah, and they're already saying you know Hakeem Mesador type. Because of nobody really knew yeah. him coming out, freshman All American. So, yeah, this this guy's an absolute stud. Look for him early and often. And then uh, two transfers. Now we should note that we're not even close to done no. on this class, but um, they're looking for I guess a couple high school guys and a lot of transfers. But we did already get to uh, we got I guess it's Lin J. But yeah, I, it's literally how it looks. Lynn J. Lynn J. Dixon, who was a running back, four star coming out of high school, went to Clemson, didn't do bad. You never know there. You're you're you've got all these four and five stars you're yeah. playing against and splitting carries. So it was kind of like his his freshman season, he played a lot. And it was like each year, just as they got more guys in there, his his playing time kind of dwindled. Yeah. And he's the traditional transfer, and traditional in the sense like that used to be allowed was the graduate transfer. He he graduated from Clemson, right? He did. I saw it. I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, him, But he still got two his, years. Two what, years, I think. I think. Yeah. yeah. So he actually did graduate. And uh, obviously, with Letty leaving, you expect him to come in, definitely immediately play, maybe start. I don't know, beat out Mathis, but looks like a dude. And then uh, we got the boys in South Charleston that Bubba told us about. His uh, He had some inside information, which mm-hmm. definitely didn't happen. Uh, Lawton, who went to You don't want to say his first name? I don't know how to say his first name. It's Zaqui. Zaqui? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> so out of South Charleston, he goes to Cincinnati. It was it was down to us in Cincinnati and one other school coming out. Um, don't really know. Did you get any story? He just didn't like Cincinnati, or kind of what I heard is he just really didn't like Cincinnati. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't, didn't like, like Cincinnati. Wanted to be in West. Virginia. Apparently, they liked him, but the, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, people, I guess, come over from their board and and stuff, saying that he was like a workout warrior. And, Said he put on like twenty five pounds, a bunch already. of weight, and and you you just couldn't uh, keep him out of the weight room. So, um, so you know he could have he could help out immediately too. So, a lot of defensive guys, a uh, couple immediate impact guys, and uh, like I said, we're definitely not done. I mean, Neil talked well, about that. Yeah. So with those two transfers, you know, we have twenty two. That's going to count towards this year. Twenty signees and then two transfers. Um, you know, we're going to sign up to. 32. Yeah. So, you know, we still have – there's still some debate on whether or not one of the ones from last year counts towards this year. So we either have like 10 or 9 spots left. Okay. Um, You know, Neil said today that he wants to have like 7 transfers. Yeah. So if we have 10 spots left, that's 5 more high school guys. and five, or, or I guess or, or JUCOs. I think yeah. we count the JUCOs towards the that high school thing. And then, and then uh, 5 more traditional transfers to kind of get some immediate help. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going to continue to go on, but you know, until February. Yes, I mean, 
well, well transfers, it could be next summer. You just don't know. Right. You never know. I mean, we've gotten guys that have played a lot that transferred in a week before well, camp started. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get Charles Woods until yes. late, you know, in midsummer. Right. And then, um, uh, I'm, I'm having Kenny Bigelow was real late. He ended up starting for well, us fairly late. Linebacker two years ago. Oh, I don't know. He was a stud. And I'm going blank tonight. With everything, Tony Fields. Tony Fields. We oh, didn't get geez, him till. What is wrong? With I know it's bad. <laughs> Camp started when he. Yeah. I mean, before yeah. he came and then in, started, and, and then he was a stud. Was a stud. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this ends up. We uh, there's definite needs for the transfer portal portal for for us. I hate saying that transfer yeah. portal. Portal. Uh, I'll just say the portal for now on. But uh, and Neil Brown addressed some of those today in his press conference just kind of saying you know he went kind of through and the defensive uh defensive line and stuff like that but in my mind we've we need to get a wide receiver um i was gonna say exact I, the one thing i think we're missing in this class right now is that that wide receiver or that that guy just like is a huge playmaker yeah we just don't seem to have that 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 breakout playmaker in here right well hopefully breakthrough will Take that spot. Yeah, that'd be nice. You very well might. So, uh, but anyways, that's a lot on recruiting. That's pretty new stuff today. I have to give him credit. Um, but I thought I'd recap a little Army Navy for y'all. I don't know. I don't know if you wanted to hear, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I got, got to. Uh, that was kind of bucket list item for me. I always wanted to go to Army Navy. Dad always wanted to go to Army Navy. We got an opportunity to go with another group of our friends um, and their dad. Was turning seventy. Was in the navy. Yeah, some of uh, us weren't invited. That's true. I mean, that's true. So basically, basically to go all the way back, yes, uh, my friend's dad was turning seventy. Was in the navy. One of them was in the navy. I think one was in the guard, and they always wanted to go. Really, the dad wanted to go, um, and they got an opportunity to they to get tickets, which we've never looked into that, and they did. And you got to donate a large amount. I mean considering what you're getting you have to donate like 250 dollars to have access to one ticket so basically your ticket is 300 dollars, and i'm talking top ticket like horrible ticket that's those type tickets so basically it's two four six you as far as tickets they don't sell them in odd numbers and things and they they had to get five so they wanted to know if i wanted the sixth one they want to go without dad so uh we finagled it to get seven which basically they had to sell us they had to split us up, uh, which is fine. So we set our by ourselves in the end zone, which is actually pretty not bad seats. Totally worried. Dad was when I first told him he was all worried it was going to be freezing. It was at the Giant Stadium. In you York. were supposed to have a blizzard too at one point. Well, yeah, it kept changing. Uh, then it changed to sixty degrees, but pouring the rain. Up until the day we were leaving, it was ninety percent chance of rain. Um, it rained that morning before we even got out of bed. And never rained another drop that I saw. Uh, ended up being about 60, 63 degrees. I mean, Asbury would be cold, but for us, it was perfect. Oh, that's perfect. That is literally perfect. I mean, we were in hoodies and, you know. Sweats. I just don't like it 63 <laughs> degrees when you're in a room like right now. <laughs> um, but it it lived up to the hype. Uh, it was it was 82.5, I think, is what the stadium holds. Obviously, it was sold out, and it was legitimately sold out. I mean, I think pretty much all the seats were taken. I'd say a little bit more Army than Navy because, you know, they were much yeah. better. I mean, Navy ended up pulling the upset, which is cool. We were rooting for Navy. D don't really care. We were rooting for Navy. My 
I don't know. I had, you know, my cousins in the Navy and their ties to the Navy, the people we went with. So we wore Navy stuff, but, um, really good game though. Really good game. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, it came out Navy scored in like four seconds and I was like, Oh, this, or I mean, army did. And I thought it was going to be a blowout, but the festivities, I mean, definitely is, if anybody has the opportunity to do it, definitely do it. I guess they rotate. It's, it's in Philly a lot. Cause I guess Philly is like directly 150 miles between both schools. Uh, this was in New York and they go to New York from time to time. They wanted to also go to New York for a uh, 20 year anniversary of nine 11. So a lot of festivities, um, some cool things I saw the, they do a March and I'll have this wrong, but I, it's like the March of the brigade, 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 I think. Brigade. Yeah. Um, but you got to get there like noon in the stadium. I felt like Brent getting there in, <laughs> at noon and I'm all that. yeah. So that was real cool. That's like basically in, it's essentially all their students. This is how I would say, it. um, so Navy goes first and went first and they go all march out there and kind of do their thing. It's just cool to see all that. Um, and of course you have some, you know, famous people that attend and do all this pregame stuff. Um, the flowers were always awesome, but they were really cool there. Um, so it's still weird though. Like we're in the opposite end zone as the two student sections, I would call them, um, cadets and midshipmen, I guess. But you know, they were, they were great. They were rowdy and all that, but it's just weird going to a game and like no trash talking. There's just no trash talking. <laughs> Even after we won, I was like, we're talking trash now or what? And it's like all respect up there, man. It was, it was different. So, but, uh, Lee Greenwood sang at halftime. Did I tell you all that? Yeah. You said oh, something oh, about it. It's one of the best songs ever. And I'm proud to be an American. Yeah. That song. And I actually walked out and it's, I heard the first couple, I was like, that sounds like Lee Greenwood. I just sprinted back. Sprint back. I was like, Oh my Lord, Lee Greenwood. <laughs> So, but, uh, dad got me, he got me good because, uh, dad doesn't have a credit card, debit card, nothing. You get to the stadium and it literally says we are a cash free stadium. So I'd pay for his, all his stuff. <laughs> so of course, you know, he chowed down or whatever, but no, overall, great time. Great time. I mean, uh, went to, I love New York city myself. So, uh, did that Friday night, went to world trade, um, Memorial, all that stuff, Statue of Liberty. Times Square, Rockefeller Center. It was kind of a whirlwind. We walked, uh, five, I think it was 5.3 miles that night. And like I said, my friend's dad turned 70. So <laughs> he was hurting a little bit. Um, ate some grub, had some uh, street food. But too short of a trip to New York for me. I like to go up there for about a week. So I like to see Asbury up there. He would freak all those people. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't bother me too bad. It's just not necessarily what my yeah. cup of tea. Yeah. Brent, Brent and I love it. I wouldn't mind. Yep. I wouldn't mind going like one. I don't want to live there, but I'd like to go tour it with somebody you know, who knows what they're doing. I need some Broadway shows in my life. Yeah, that's. Um, <clears throat> we went. I love how Bubba clears his throat on the air. On the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I went. How are you, Dana? Yeah. I, I, last time I went to New York, there was a group. It was a work trip, and there was a group. I mean, we were from all over the U.S. So um, one of the guys ran into a guy that was supposedly from there. And we were all going to go to this restaurant. Well, I knew, I looked up prehand where the, the restaurant was, and I knew it was away from the water. So we leave the hotel, and we start walking, and you can feel like you're slanted. 
like you're walking down towards the sea, whatever the water level. I was like, we're going the wrong way. And they're like, no, he's, he knows where he's going. And I'm like, we are going the wrong way. But yeah, we were in the financial district and walking towards the water. That's all. Well, that's, that's where we hung out mostly Friday night. Uh, we went there. The, the dads, they all wanted to see World Trade, Memorial, all that stuff, which is, is awesome. We did that. And then one of the guys we, was, we were with, he actually has a friend who moved up there like five years ago, just wanted to live up there and just moved up there and did it. So he knew a lot about the area and he took us to a bar. And the story was this bar was built in 1782 or 92 or something like that. It was one of the oldest in the in the country. Um, and George Washington, I guess, used to go there and stuff like that. It was really awesome. And side note on that, they had smooth ambler, which is, from Lewisburg, they had it in this bar. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I saw. I noticed it in the picture when the picture, you sent it. Yeah. Yep. First thing so, I noticed. Yeah. So, and then um, the steakhouse went to was was down there too. All the in the financial. Did you guys go district. to Delmonico's? No. Oh no. No, we did not partake in that. But um, the thing about New York is, if you do go, it it really is difficult to to even see the. You're going to have a handful of things you want to see. Anybody's going to want to yeah. see. And it's fairly difficult to see all those in one trip unless you've got a long trip. So yeah. because it is so spread out, I mean, we went, uh, we wanted to go to Times Square and just kind of get some pictures, and a couple of them wanted to go to Rockefeller Center. It's a it's a little bit of a haul from from there. I mean, some of those places you you see on the map, you're like, oh, we'll just go right there. And I'm like, <laughs> no. But the main thing on New York is uh, it takes you a day or so to kind of figure out the subway system. But once you got it down, and it, the subway system is fairly easy, but one one of the difficult things is finding they're kind of hidden now where, where you go down in the subway. Oh, okay. Because of some of the newer, I guess, buildings and stuff, they they kind of hid them on purpose and they put a sign up subway, but they don't. You know, the original ones is kind of gross looking. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, but. yeah, it's a good time. I mean, I'll do anything up there. I mean, Broadway shows, all the foods, amazing. I love eating on on the all the food trucks, all that stuff. Madison Square Garden's amazing. I mean, I went up there twice, you know, for W games and barely left Madison Square Garden. I mean, you don't really need to. That's what I love about New York. You can stay on one little square and have 50 restaurants and stuff. So, but I love the lobster rolls. Mm. Mm. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> you seen that TikTok where the guys, he goes, I'm in New York. And he, and he goes, hey, I'm walking here. And the girl goes, stop it. We don't talk like that. <laughs> and he goes, sorry. And she turns around and he goes, forget about it. And she <laughs> smacks the crowd. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another thing is uh, when Rockefeller Center and we went and I said, let's figure out what the closest uh, subway is. I was like, oh, there's two officers right there. We'll just ask them. We walked up. Let me just tell you, <laughs> these two female officers, I was convinced that they we're getting ready to go to a party to entertain because they were extremely good looking gals. <laughs> <laughs> they started telling me where to go and my crew looked at me and they just knew I did not hear a word they said. <laughs> <laughs> so we did take pictures with them. But I didn't post those, but uh, anyways, so good time. Good time. It, I think it's, a, it's definitely a trip that our crew needs to make too. Uh, it wouldn't be really an RV trip necessarily, even though there were a few, but I mean, there's, I mean, there's room for the RV, but it, at the stadium, but 
but I mean, obviously, you don't want to take the Derby no. to New York. No. So, but it, it'd be it'd be a fun time. Just wish I'd stayed a little longer. So, then I'm going on the cruise, boys. I'm leaving y'all Friday night. You leaving Friday? Friday night we fly out. Fly out of Miami. This is the cruise that was scheduled two years ago. Basically, right when we started this podcast, uh, because COVID, it got canceled. And where's your stops? Uh, it's a shorter cruise, at least for us. We typically do a seven day. This is only a five nighter, uh, or six. Yeah, five nighter. He says as he looks down his nose. <laughs> What's that mean? It's only a five nighter. Well, listen. <laughs> What, I don't know what Bo was laughing about. He takes a 21-nighter when he goes to Destin. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So this is only a five-nighter. But, uh, nah, I think the, I only got like 15 days in last month. You see? The, if, you, if people are on the cruises, seven days are, are good, but you have two travel days. So when you do a fiver, it's not very long. But it's all we can fit in, which he said. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we are flying to Miami. And we leave Saturday morning, or actually, we get on the boat Saturday morning. It doesn't it doesn't actually leave till Saturday evening. We go to Cosmel, which we've been several times. It's okay. Um, we cruise two days, and we go to their new newer island, uh, which is a uh, Coco Key, Coco K, whatever. Okay, yeah. the one they redid and have all the slides and all that stuff. Um, and then that's it. And then we cruise. So we have two cruise at sea days, which I love. And then we come back. And we were going to stay an extra night in Miami, but. That's the 23rd. We want to get back since it's Christmas. So that's it. That's it. We've talked a lot tonight, boys. Mm -hmm. So that's about it. Um, We want to do a good one because I don't think we'll do one next week unless I call from the cruise and we do one. But I don't really see that happening. Well, a bunch of the commits said they could come on next week. They just didn't want to do it this week. So we can do it next week or the week after. doesn't matter. We'll probably have to do it the week after since I'll be on the cruise. (laughs) Sounds good. We'll do it a week between Christmas and New Year. That'll be a good one. So Sounds good. We'll do that. All right. Go Mountaineers. This episode of Mojax brought to you tonight by Gino's Pizza and Spaghetti of South Charleston, home of the $9.99 Big Cheesy, and now featuring the Mojax, a delicious barbecue or buffalo chicken pinwheel. Mm-hmm.